Welcome to Dumb and Drummer episode 10. And we have our esteemed guest, Eric Carraway. And you are in Germany right now, right? That's right. I am in Stuttgart, Germany. It is a little after 7 p.m. right now. So, yeah, what time is it where you are? It is about noon. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, Stuttgart, Germany. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, tell, tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, my name is Eric Carraway. Um, online, I go by the moniker Percussio. Um, and I do work at the intersection of music and technology, some creative coding work, software development. Um, so my full-time work is as a software developer. Um, and then my creative work um, is kind of under this Percussio moniker, this Percussio brand. Um, yeah, and I do a lot of, uh, as I said, creative coding, music visualizations, transcriptions. Um, the kind of uh, place where I share most of that work is on social media. So I've done a lot of transcriptions and visualizations and just really enjoy doing that work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say uh, in, in a world of a lot of carbon copies, you definitely have a unique voice and a, and a way to stand out from not only a, like the conical stuff that you do for, again, if you don't, if, you, if you're listening, you don't know what conical is. It's a very advanced, very, uh, uh, I, where, where did he originate from? Yeah, is, is it... uh, conical is from like Southern India. Oh, yeah, so, I, was, I was like, I thought it was Indian. Yeah, so in um, in uh, the Carnotic classical tradition, um, which is like the, the traditional classical music um, in the southern part of India, um, conical is this kind of, it's this methodology of kind of how the some of the percussion instruments are taught. Um, it's a way of like vocalizing uh, rhythms with syllables. There's also a clapping component. And there's a clapping up and down too. There's right. Yeah. yeah there's, which makes it extremely complex. Yeah. So there's, there's like two parts to it. There's the, uh, you know, if you, there's like the, the vocal, if you can think of it as melody, but like the, the vocal rhythmic part. And then you could think of what the hands do is kind of like, like harmony, but it, mm -hmm. that lays like kind of the, uh, the time cycles or the tala. So, you know, we are, our equivalent uh, in the Western world would be like time signature. It's mm -hmm. not a one-to-one -one translation, but it's basically time signature in the hands with clapping and then, um, you know, the, the composition is dictated with these uh, vocal percussion. So syllables yeah, and, and... It's super interesting because uh, it's also uh, probably the most advanced independence exercises as well. <laughs> because you're literally doing... Um, I, I don't know if there's a melodic element to it, because it's more like a... Mm -hmm. dot, and it's, it seems like it's all in the same pitch. But yeah, definitely check out uh, the, the, the conical videos on, on the channel. I know you've done some really awesome animation with that as well, but mm -hmm. it's one of those things like it's interesting that we're starting the conversation with this because I don't think I would have discovered like uh, B BJ or yeah, anybody uh, who's really, yeah, really BC, big in um, that industry without your channel. Like like seeing your videos is what kind of got me into it or, or, or piqued my interest on it. 
that's been like my favorite part of the projects. I mean, the, the collaborations and meeting people, but also sharing, um, just like sharing what, what maybe kind of like this nerdy, complex music with a much wider audience. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, there's just like four percussionists. There's so much complexity there. There's so much that you could deep dive into to just experience like rhythm at its highest degree of complexity. Would, would and, you say that's the style it is the most complex? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, you have it, to take like very advanced. Yeah. Well, we have, you know, in a lot of other musics around the world, you have you have melody, you have harmony, you have rhythm, texture, all of these other. So imagine taking like all of that complexity and if it was just one-to-one -one the same, like taking all of that complexity, but just doing it in rhythm. So yeah, yeah there's, uh, there's a lot of beauty there. There's a lot of, yeah, as I said, complexity. But what I really like is, is taking what might be, you know, harder for somebody who doesn't have a background in that to, to understand. Like, you know, at first glance, if you hear it, maybe with, without any, like I've done a lot of transcription and put Western notation under the videos mm -hmm. and also some animations to show the different rhythmic cycles. I think without those visual aids, if you weren't trained in that tradition, it's not immediately accessible. It's not yeah. four, four, three chord right. music. Like it's, one, it's one, five, very- one songs or something, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very complex. But there are ways to, um, you know, like dive into it and and maybe through some visual aids, through this education component, like many more people can, um, you know, experience the, the music and kind of have a, a better understanding than they would without... Um, yeah, without it being presented without those aids. So. Yeah, I, I think that's a really uh, interesting point because I, I don't consider myself like that accomplished. I mean, I've been playing for a couple decades, but I mean, there's still a lot that I want to do. And your channel, I, I'd say, is accessibility is like the word of mm -hmm. the day when, when I think about your content because like you're, you have marching videos uh which you've done um i think one of my favorite videos is you have a, a tenor player he's playing quads and then you animated it and we talked yeah. about MIDI <laughs> mapping and and how and how insane that is and 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 no one has done anything like that i mean in a in a in a very technical like mathematical approach maybe like you know there's like drum animations where you know hit the snare there, there's actually a, a channel i found after our conversations mm -hmm. about MIDI mapping and stuff called drum animation on instagram you should check that out where mm -hmm. he does animation of like marching band and stuff like that but that's more of a entertainment like visual component yours is like a mathematical educational accessibility component which which i really do enjoy uh and then you're you know like the animation you do with marimba uh as mm -hmm. well as uh the marching stuff and we've we've uh teamed up on some transcriptions that have been awesome as well that have kind of been um i mean they're still educational but they're more like fun you know they're more like this, this is cool. I'm going to share this. I'm going to, oh, I really, you know, enjoyed it as I'm scrolling. So there's, so you have different um, colors and textures in your content, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your, but your theme is still, in my opinion, 
musical accessibility, like international yeah. musical accessibility. I think there are these kind of uh, it's 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 like two sides of the same coin that I I really like complex music like some of the stuff that we've transcribed together and 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 shared with people are like just just very, very complex drum solos very complex music but presenting it in such a way that it kind of embraces the absurdity like it it embraces yeah. um you know how do we take this thing that at first glance no one would like you know a typical general audience member wouldn't necessarily appreciate or understand and how do we take this thing that's like so absurdly complex and off the wall and like present it in such a way that it's just normalized it's just like yeah. yeah like there's 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 no reason that all musics can't be you know accessible like accessibility and complexity don't have to be these like mutually exclusive things well i mean and depending on who you ask that may not be the case because i mean especially if you look at drums i mean if you're not a drummer you look at a drum set and you're like ah how could you ever do that? I mean, how, how could you, everything's doing it? Every limb's doing a different thing and you have to, and then you have these really complex, you know, progressive bands and you're like, okay, well the music is really complicated as well. So it's like accessibility really isn't the first mm -hmm. word that comes to people's minds when they think about instruments in general. But I mean, drums, especially because I mean, I don't know another instrument where you're doing each limb is doing four different things. I mean, yeah. I mean, a guitar, you know, you have your two hands doing different things and I'm oversimplifying, yeah. but you, you have been a band director and you've done marching percussion as well. So tell us about the background in those terms. Yeah. So I went to school for music. I was really involved in marching percussion band in high school. Um, yeah, went and got a music education degree for my bachelor's and then did my master's in um, percussion, percussion performance. And after that, after I graduated, um, was a high school band director in Texas. So taught music full-time, um, you know, full-time teaching job from uh, 2005, maybe, um, all the way up until 2014. And then in 2014, um, after a couple of years of teaching myself programming and, uh, um, yeah, doing various tutorials, uh, made an industry change to go from being a full-time band director to being a uh, full-time software developer. So nice. that's what I do now is software development, uh, programming, coding, um, I had early exposure to programming in high school, um, and it was actually yeah also kind of doing music projects back then like the one of the first things i ever remember programming was uh like on uh yeah in the computer lab at school and taking uh nirvana's never nevermind album had just come out this is like 94 95 somewhere around then and yeah. was had programmed like a couple tracks from that album in okay. like using it was either basic or turbo pascal or something like that so had a really good programming teacher in high school but kind of got away from that when i focused on music went to school for music and it was you know a few years into teaching that i was working on 
you know, making things for my students. I had ideas of making these visualization programs, like things that I could build for my students to help in the teaching and learning process. Mm-hmm. Um, and just got to the point where, you know, the, the more involved I was with that and realizing that like, oh, like to, to be able to kind of build these things that I am visualizing in my head, these things that I'm thinking of, like I really need to like learn how to code. So I yeah. um, started that and like just doing free tutorials and really like immediately fell in love with it. Um, just that same like excitement I had for it in high school was uh, just rejuvenated, re-energized. And um, after a couple of years of that, like then kind of decided that I wanted to go do that full time. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I'm kind of just like hybrid, hybrid musician, programmer, um, but also have a real like interest in education and in a background in education. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think we covered that before, you know, educational, accessible, uh, entertaining, things like that on, on the page. But it's it's awesome how you how I mean, we're thousands of miles away from each other, but used to live in like the same town as me essentially like mm-hmm. you used to live in the in the austin area yeah. right i mean did you did yeah. you teach here in austin i did i did so yeah, i went to so. ut austin for two years and then i taught at a high school in austin uh called akins high school it's in south austin so i was there nice. from yeah oh five through the end of the oh six oh seven school year awesome awesome uh so as far as 2021 uh, what yeah. other big big projects do you have lined up? Yeah, um, I can kind of break that into categories. So in my professional life, I'm actually starting a new full-time job. Um, so I've been kind of with, with the same, I've been working for a digital agency for the last uh, little over four years. We kind of focused in the media streaming industry and lately been working on some collaborative tools for people in the media industry. But um, I am starting in a couple of weeks with a new company or a new for me company, um, a startup based in New York called Splice, and they make um, yeah tools for musicians. It's a platform where you can you have a monthly subscription and you can download loops and samples. So a lot of producers um, use it. There's integrations with. Um, you know, Ableton Live, for example, Logic Pro, Fruity Loops. Um, yeah, so it's like digital audio workstation tools, um, but they also have several other, you know, products that the company offers that make collaboration easier for music- musicians, make the music creation process easier for musicians. So I'm working with them in their new products division as a software developer. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to like, um, for a while, my kind of like professional day to day, you know, hasn't hasn't really intersected with musicians and the music yeah. industry. So I'm, yeah. you know, I'll still have my, you know, the things that I do my under my own like kind of moniker, the things like the artistic projects that I do as Percussio. Um, but I'm excited that my my full-time work will now can be like in service of musicians and- Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, and, and having that as your brand, because I mean, it's like not to knock the educational component, but if you're just doing one thing, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, they get burned out. You know I mean? You can't 
I mean, how, how many years can you be a, just a band director and not do any special projects or, you know, lessons or anything like that, or, or you're, you're putting out educational content? And I mean, I, I'm sure people can do that. I mean, people can be a band director for, for <laughs> decades, and, and, and they're fine. But it's like, I know for me, I'm like, I don't want to be pigeonholed into one thing. Like, and, and, I, and I want my brand to be around something didactic. I want it to be around something, obviously, in the, in the percussion community. And by percussion, well, percussion, I don't mean like mallet instruments because I've I just never gravitated towards them. <laughs> but I mean like marching percussion. I mean I still occasionally gotta you know bust out the traditional grip and and do a video or something. And uh, and, and collaborations are awesome. You know I, I love writing music. I love uh, transcribing to a certain extent. Um, all all that kind of stuff. And and then like what you're saying uh, earlier is just being able to make like different connections. Mm-hmm. Like either through a different interface, different software, uh, different company, different people that you're, you know, working yeah. with. It's, it's all, it's all connected. Um, I do have a question that's not on the list. Um, as far as everybody you've worked with, now I know I'm your favorite person. To yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Sure. I'm, I'm at the top of that list. <laughs> but uh, what, what are some other um, examples of people that you've really enjoyed doing projects with? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that I want to call out like specific individuals, but I've really enjoyed the variety and the chance to do like to collaborate with people all over the world, like in different musical genres. So and that's something I like wouldn't have necessarily expected when, you know, starting to post stuff online kind of as percussio under this umbrella. Um, because my focus, yeah, it's been largely the academic side of of music. You know, I've kind of went to I went to school for music. I primarily play keyboard percussion instruments. Um, so, you know, the opportunity to you know work with people who just have an entirely different approach, different um, upbringing. There's different educational systems. Um, you know, I I kind of grew up learning to read music and I really enjoy the transcription process and writing things out. So to collaborate with people whose, um, you know, entire system is based on, you know, it's maybe an oral tradition or it's a different way of writing, or there's a heavy improvisation component. Um, so to collaborate with those people who it's maybe a, it's just not Western classical music. Um, it's either, you know, pop music or the conical stuff or, um, yeah, some different like Brazilian things like samba music. There's percussion in every culture, like every musical tradition has percussion. And that has kind of been the, the thread that ties it together. Um, but yeah, just the variety. Yeah, I really like appreciate the variety. It kind of reminds me of like food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're like, you're like, I, like I talked to, um, like the, the last guest was like, I make breakfast tacos every day. It's like, I always eat breakfast tacos. And I'm like, I love breakfast tacos. I mean, they're, they're, they're amazing. It's just like, as far as music, do you, do you just listen to the same like Steely Dan album every day? You know, you just put it, just put, it's, it never leaves the record player. No. You just put the needle down. You know, it's like, how fucking boring is that? You know what I mean? Like you, you want to, you, you want to, you want to change it up a little bit, but for, for, for the educational component, and, and, and I'm glad, I'm glad we've, we're, we're, we're definitely covering this. Um, I figured we would, but there's a lot of content out there that isn't 
educational really at all. I mean, it's there's an implied element of education, but with the variety, you can also do like, like this is just something cool that I wanted to do. Like, like you had a video that came out recently where you where you did a uh, a circle. The notes are in a yeah. circle. Yeah. And and, and, yep. and it was trippy, but you did it to like a pop song, mm-hmm. and so. Like, it wasn't conical, and it wasn't, you know, some, you know, marching band cadence or some crazy David Parker, like, you know, uh, etude for marching snare drum. It was just like a pop song. And so you could see, like, the bass line and stuff like that, and when you change the key. And so that could just be, like, entertaining, but to somebody else it could be educational, like, oh, I want to mm-hmm. get into, like, animation. Or it could be educational, like, I never knew that was the bass line, or that's in B-flat major, uh, or whatever, you know. So there's so many different things that you can do so mm-hmm. I, I i guess i i personally don't understand it when people are just like i only play play in my country cover band and that's it like i don't you know i don't read i don't write or it, there's just so much more to experience sure that, that is and, and all of it is so fun that i'm like you should go and try these other things and add some variety that's that's been one of the biggest challenges too on my end is like challenging myself to you know, if I've got an idea for like my next project, like what is it going to be? Because um, there have been stretches of time where I've, I've, I don't want things to get formulaic, um, you know, where it's just, eh, it's a video of somebody's performance and it's, I've like transcribed it. So there's scrolling notation under it. Um, so I've, I've been thinking more about how to present you know, if even if it's still music notation, like how to present that in a different way. So you mentioned the the rotating, like, rotating like music Circle. notation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there was a combination of a few things I've been trying to figure out for a while. One is um, like how to take like music notation and wrap it around a circle. So if you can imagine. The, the case that you're referring to is uh, this this tune by the electronic music duo Disclosure. And I think it is a, it's either a four measure or an eight measure uh, bass loop. And it's the same four bars over and over again. And I had transcribed it and taken the sheet music, the, the single staff, and then wrapped that around a circle mm-hmm. and then rotated the circle in time so that, you know, one revolution every four bars. So, and then the melody is scrolling across the top. So it's, uh, it's just something I like had visualized and wanted to see. And I've, yeah, just the technical challenge of it was something that I had been like battling with for a while. And I think it's an interesting uh, musical idea too, to show this idea of, how a lot of electronic music is done with loops. There's a lot of repetition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually, um, I remember reaching out to you, uh, this is probably two or three years ago, about um, software to use for notation because the first transcription I ever did was the Apple Lobby Emmanuel drum solo. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Kind of went viral and everything. And, and I, I didn't know, I mean, I knew about Finale, like I used Finale print music for a while, like the cheap, you know, um, entry level software in like 2006. 
and I, I had taken a bunch of handwritten cadences and moved them into the the software. But there was a time where I was like, well, I want to I want to write out these drum solos, and I want to like write out my cadences and stuff. But I I, I want to make it animated. Like I want to have it, you know, because I had seen other people do that, and mm-hmm. I think they were using like MuseScore and a couple of things that I didn't try out. And not to knock those companies, it just didn't, you know, sometimes the software just doesn't work for you. You know, you, you get in there, you just don't like the interface or, or whatever. And I think you were the first person to tell me about SoundSlice. Yeah, it's a great tool. And this is pre-Drumeo, where Drumeo uses SoundSlice exclusively for, or almost exclusively for all the um, animated stuff on their on their, on their their page and, and for their, their members and stuff like that. But it was just like, it was like a, a a big moment in my musical journey was was mm-hmm. finding this and 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 releasing that video because it's the same thing you're talking about. It's like I really want to do this. I'm I'm envisioning this, and I have this yeah. crazy idea. And at the time, you're like, I don't know what it's gonna take to to get there. I don't know how long <laughs> it's gonna take. I don't know who I gotta reach out to. Uh, this may, may, maybe this project is gonna make me reevaluate doing this shit moving forward at all. Like, I, this might just be like the one thing that just like, you know, now I need to take a month off or something. But it's so rewarding to like get to that finished, yeah, pro- yeah. The, the finished product where you're like, damn, like this went from a question mark to like, now look at my video, it looks badass. You know, that feels yeah. really good. That's the thing. I think I think a lot of people start from the other direction. So what we're talking about is what I think the right direction is, which is I have this creative idea. Like I have this thing that I want to see exist, this idea for a piece, um, a a work of art or a, you know, it could be as simple as an animated music transition, uh, transcription. Do you have an idea, like a creative thing that you, you want to express, you want to see it exist? And you start from there and say, okay, what, what do I need? Like, what are the tools that I need? Like, how do I take what I know to piece some things together and like bring that idea into reality? Mm-hmm. And I think many people start on the other end where they start with, okay, what are, what are my tools? And with these tools, what can I make? Like, and the tools should always be in service to like the art that you want to create. So yeah. don't don't start with oh like this is this is my DAW and this is my video editing software and this yeah. is like push all that to the side temporarily and think like what do you want to create? What do you want to make? Like what what's your voice and the thing that you want to say? Because then you you will then have the motivation to power through all of those technical hurdles you know like but you, you know there's you know you know a painter or a visual artist is not going around and collecting paints and then saying all right now that i've gathered up all my paints and my canvas like now let me start thinking about the art that i want to make right start from the other direction start like like what is what's the concept what's the high level and then yeah go out and get what you need to make that happen now to break that's why go ahead go ahead ahead. oh i'm saying that's that's what really like drew me into um you know after not having done any programming since high school like that's what drew me to like pick up coding again it's like oh like 
okay, the things that I want to make, like they, I like I, I need to make the tools because there's not off the shelf stuff for this. So let me then go like learn how to do that. Like yeah, yeah. And 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 on the on this channel page, you know, for for dumb and drummer, we really try to tie it back to like the you know all different. Mm-hmm. drummers you know like the self-taught the people that were you know went to school and things like that so kind of walking that back i i would add that collaborations are absolutely mm-hmm. huge on being able to move forward because there's somebody out there that is the expert at, or as close to being the expert in whatever you're trying to accomplish right. and and in my experience those people have been super accessible like instagram dms comment on a post uh, mail them a fucking letter. Do whatever you got to do, but just a- just ask people and say, "Hey, listen, um, I don't really know what I'm doing with this." Like, I kind of right. like we literally had this conversation a week ago where I'm like, "I have this idea, which I'm not going to go into on here, but I, I if if it happens in six months or a year or whatever, that's fine. But I'm willing to put in the time mm-hmm. and effort, and, and and then also on that note, you have to be willing to be like." I gave it a shot, you know, like I tried this circle music rotation thing. It didn't work out. Uh, and that was a year ago. And now I, I figured it out and it's cool, but you, you can still learn things from that. Like, like what I learned from the, the whole sound slice journey is I learned a bunch of music software that I, I don't ever want to use. I mean, and to me, that's, that's, that's progress. That's moving forward. So it's, it's don't get discouraged and make sure you reach out to other people and ask because there's something about, I don't know if it's a music community, but there's something about just being fully transparent and being like, hey, I really respect what you do. You look like you know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help? I literally mm-hmm. haven't had one person be like, nah, I'm so, I don't have time. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I, there's nothing I do. They're like, well, have you checked this out? Tell me more about what you're trying to do. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to do it, but I can try to like point you in the right direction. And then that's all that it takes is now right. you're in the right direction and now you're moving forward and now you're getting your project done and your vision is becoming a reality. And that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned too, the, the collaborative nature, but also yeah, like reaching out to people who like are specialists. I think, I think specialization is underrated. Like I think what I do is, is, is pretty narrow. Like there's a it's huge, niche. just like a huge ton of things that I just don't do. Um, things that I, yeah. But uh, I would really like to be like an expert, like the go-to person at at something that is just highly, highly specific. Um, we've which, talked which, about trench, which is what if you, if you had to be like the the guy for yeah um, one thing. I think I like I uh, I think in Venn diagrams a lot, <laughs> so uh, which maybe goes against this idea of specialization. But well, um, there's the the three circles intersect. So I mean, you can choose yeah. whatever the okay, thing so is for, in the if, middle. If we're talking about like so three circles as an example, like musicianship, for sure. Like I want like it's my first love. Like staying close to musicianship, musicians, and the music community. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we bring in a second circle to the Venn diagram, it is programming, technology, creative coding, like trying to be a resource for um, you know people that are looking to build things that they need a programmer for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
you know, maybe a third Venn diagram is, or third circle to the Venn diagram is kind of the collaborative, personable, um, like somebody to ideate with, somebody to like take ideas and develop ideas. Um, I've kind of got this, uh, you know, bit of an entrepreneurial bent that can be just like, okay, how do we take this, this like seed or this gem of an idea and develop that and extend that to make, to make something, to like bring something to the world that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. That's spoken like a true project manager, <laughs> but I mean, that, that that's, that's, you know, if you turn it into a, you know, here are the sprints and here are the, you know, uh, the goals for this, you know, the next six weeks and things like that, then, I mean, then you, you're running it like a business and, and, then it's not just a hobby anymore. I mean, you're, 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 you're infusing some business elements to what you do as well, that yeah. you're not just like, ah, oh, just, I'll sit at the kit and just, you know, film whatever comes to mind or, you know, whatever, right. you know, it's very fly by night, fly by the seat of your pants type of type of deal. It's just not the way that at least my impression that you operate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, I mean, and that doesn't have to necessarily be just with, you know, one person by themselves trying to, you know, create a company, like it can be entrepreneurial mindset in the context of a larger established company mm -hmm. um, or with, you know, an established, like even just a band or a musical ensemble, like, like thinking about, uh, I mean, I think developing a piece of music, developing art and also developing a, a product, um, taking something that does not yet exist, mm -hmm. coming up with an idea, developing that and bringing that to the world. Yeah. I really enjoy that. That's, uh, I mean, just you saying that kind of makes my brain hurt like slightly just to, just to try to try to put all that together because you're also in order for it to be marketable, it has to be something that like people actually want. I mean, that that's, mm. that's cool that you came up with a new, like, self-cleaning croc or something like that but i mean like if people don't want it like it, it's how, how are you there's no marketability it's it's awesome to you and no one else cares so it's like that's where and i think this is kind of a, you know we go off on a tangent on this but like social media in general like how, how are you relating to the to your audience you know how, mm -hmm. how are they connecting with what you're doing and that's the people we follow that's the content we engage in and that's the content that entertains us the most is we're like oh you know it's like my favorite comedian. Well, well, he tells stories that, that that are relatable, you know, and that's the reason why I think mm -hmm. he's hilarious. Like, cause he gets down on my level. Like he's not some, you know, he's not on, on an Island or something like that, you know? So that, yeah. that, that's, that's the struggle is like, yes, all this stuff is cool. How do I take that concept and make it cool to like the people that are on my page and the people that are going right. to find me online? That's, that's, that's huge. Yeah. You've, you got to be authentic, you know, like if it's something that is interesting to you, it's something that's solving your own problem. You're much closer to, you know, it being something that solves another person's problem or another person finds interesting. Also that, that number of people is like nowadays with, you know, the internet being what it is uh, and all of the different platforms, like that that number of people is much smaller than it used to be. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to be like widely, widely accessible, you know? You know, you could be, 
you could be like if you, you really just need like it's like a thousand true fans like a thousand people who really 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 love what you make and yeah uh and it you don't necessarily need to have tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people who uh, just well, they like your stuff but it's it's not their favorite and i think as we dive like deeper and deeper into our niches and do things that are just much more individualized and like people being like themselves, which, yeah. you know, means there's, there's only one of you. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's probably going to narrow the audience more and more. And that's, that's okay. Like you, as long as there's, you know, a, you know, a certain quantity of people that like absolutely love your stuff, support your stuff. And yeah. Yeah. It's viable. Makes, makes sense. Uh, what drummers or artists have provided you the most motivation? Like who, who, who do you look up to? Who are your, I, I hate to use the word idols, but the, the people <laughs> that kind of keep you, keep you going. Yeah. Um, hmm. That is tough. Like my musical tastes are widely varied. Um, I do like a lot of jazz. Um, my favorite musician of all time is Chikoria, and it's hard to say that he is like just jazz. Like he's his stuff kind of transcended genres, and he had a really long career. Mm -hmm. So he had stuff that was, you know, straight ahead acoustic piano, jazz standard sorts of things, but also, um, you know, embraced electronics and did this whole you know electric band thing, mm -hmm. um, and has collaborated. Like he's a great example of an artist that has. Uh, just collaborated with a lot of different people across other genres. So I, I just kind of look at him as someone who managed their career really well, um, did like, was always trying to reinvent themselves. Um, yeah. He's not a drummer, but, you know, he's worked with some, some great drummers. Like I remember very specifically my first exposure to Dave Weckl being um, those electric band and acoustic band albums that came out in the early to mid nineties mm -hmm. and like finding those cassette tapes and listening <laughs> to that stuff with, with headphones. And yeah. it's just, it's just like so well produced, like in addition to the, the melody and the harmony and just the complex rhythmic stuff being like music that I had never heard before the level of production. Um, I think GRP was the record label and uh, like every, everything, on that record label, like with headphones, it's just so pristine and crisp. And uh, it like, you know, years ahead of its time is the sort of like production level that we have today with, um, you know, electronic inspired pop music that's just so highly produced that it has yeah. this, uh, this like uh, shimmer to it. It's it's moving in a different direction. Yeah, definitely moving away from the every band has a keyboard and I am, you know, very versatile in many different styles on the keyboard too. How do we how do we just sample this out? How do we just how, how do how do we get, you know, the most mileage possible on the, the least amount of of, you know, original music like somebody made the sample, yeah, but I mean it's not it's yeah, it's apples and oranges. Um just out of curiosity, what when you when you think of Chick Korea, what is the first 
song or melody or something. Oh, it has to be Spain. It's Spain. Yeah. Like I, I know. Think, I, I think I'm everybody. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. that or and maybe you know this offhand, and I'll probably have to Google it after we're done or something. But um, Dave Weckl's album, I think the album is called Master Plan. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know offhand if Chick played on that? Because that song, he has a double drum solo with Steve Gadd in the song master plan oh. and it's like it's like they're panned left and right it, yeah yeah it's, it's insane so you listen to it like headphones are in oh. the car and it's like oh my gosh and my drum instructor uh in virginia uh ralph copley was the first person to show me um master plan yeah. he, he made me like a mix cd of these i remember that album great, i remember that album. and i'm like i i remember some of the piano solos and i'm like this has to be chick i mean it's just like yeah so insane, but I didn't know if you knew offhand if that was. If oh, I know that album. I know that album well. Um, I was in a drum corps in 1998 called the Marion Cadets, and our opener that year was Festival de Ritmo, which is from that album. Awesome. I still, I still probably remember the opening Marimbalik. And yeah, I think Jay Oliver, I think Jay Oliver, that might not be right. I think he was the keyboard player on that album, but you, you can definitely hear, it's a lot of the same sounds, these, uh, I don't like Fender Rhodes, um, electric piano, Yamaha DX seven, like all of these, uh, those same keyboard sounds, you know, and that same sort of role that the keyboard plays texturally, like thinking about the keyboard like eh, they're not exactly Montuno sorts of things, but uh, the the electric keyboard taking a role in the ensemble that is like another percussion instrument. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, there's harmony there and maybe there's a sense of melody, but no, like it's a percussion instrument. Like it's playing very short and articulate things that happen. They happen to have pitches, but no, nah, it's percussion. Yeah. 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 And, that, and that's, that's what I think that's the reason why I gravitate towards or one of the many reasons why I gravitate towards is the, is the percussive element. But yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. Uh, last question. Uh, as far as deciding what projects to do, like, how do you, how do you organize your time? How do you, how do you say, okay, there's an idea. Like, how do you stay organized? Like, do you, do you use a calendar? Do you put all your ideas in a, is it all just kind of one at a time or no i mean i know some people that do that and i maybe have i've done that in the past like tried to be organized and like have this idea of oh i want to post x number of times per week and do x number of projects but no i feel like it's tough. Um, it's tough because just constantly posting stuff you it, social media is a, like a hamster wheel. Um, and it's real easy to just focus on quantity and not necessarily eh, quality. I mean, quantity can be a pathway to quality, but I am like, I'm at the point now where I'm hesitant to do stuff that I've already done. I've, I've done a lot of videos that kind of follow the same, um, template and and now it's like okay what can i do that's that's new that's fresh that's challenging to me that people haven't seen that is maybe a just a new musical idea that excites me Mm. and some things take a really long time um i posted recently a conical transcription 
uh, this guy, Eduardo Rodriguez, he lives in Argentina and he's doing a thing where he's reciting a conical composition and he's got two, like two different tala, like one in the right hand, one in the left hand. So they're two different time signatures, if you will. So the whole thing is in, you know, it's either in five or it's in 10 and he's doing what in his right hand would be five, eight, or maybe five, four, depending on what you consider the tempo to be. And then in his left hand is like 10, four or 10, two. And he's got these two things going on simultaneously. And I was like, yeah, I could just do, you know, a standard transcription of this, like I normally do, but there's a really interesting compositional like, musical idea going on here that I want to try to find a way to visualize. Mm-hmm. And it took many failed attempts. Like there's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of stuff that just ended up on the cutting room floor and it took uh, maybe a year and a half to finish that after many failed starts. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. But it's, it's like working on it for a couple days and being like, eh, I can't, it's not here. It's not it. It's not good enough. And then just putting it aside and doing some other stuff and coming back to yeah. it. But the thing that I came up with and I'm super proud of it is this, again, this idea of like rotating circles. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's like two music notation rotating circles, each with a different time signature. And then there's the third le- level of the the, the actual, the voice, voice part. Yeah. So that thing, okay. like I wanted that thing to exist for like two years. And it like, <laughs> it just took that long to like figure out how to technically do it. Um, and I did a lot of projects, you know, between then and just like, so there's a lot of things that are kind of in the queue where I maybe started at and stopped just because it was not good enough or just didn't really feel like it was right. Um, but then at other times I'll like see something online, I'll be scrolling and it'll inspire me and I'll open up my video editor and like churn something out in just a couple hours and I'll like do something like in less than a day. And I really like those projects too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's something about like, uh, yeah, the hamster wheel thing definitely resonates with me. But there's there's something about um, being authentic, finding the balance between being authentic and not quantifying everything. Mm-hmm. Like you still want to, you know, people want to grow their page. Like you don't want to put something up that you worked for a year on and have like a hundred views or something on it. Like that wouldn't happen on your page, but like, you I, still I, like I, no, like I don't care. I don't care. Like I, I wanted it to exist that bad. Like if other people watch it or they don't No, like it can't really, it okay. can't be my motivation. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just saying like, everybody's different, you know, like, like we, yeah. we, do, we do live in a world where, you know, everything's measured and especially on social media, you know, everything's, <sighs> overanalyze with you know how many followers you have and how many views and likes and stuff like that but it's it's very refreshing to hear you say you know i'm doing this for me um that's been a recurring theme on on several of our of our uh podcasts just i mean you have to you can choose to cater to people and and do what you feel like is going to get you attention and and exposure or you can just be authentically yourself and enjoy it and and enjoy the process and learn and 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 all that good stuff so there's but it's very hard to do both. So yeah. people that have, you know, that want to see that growth, but they're staying authentic, maybe may going to the dark side. Like, hey, I'm <laughs> kind of leaning more towards the page growth and less towards, you know, 
me being me. So mm -hmm. so it's it's good that you're still yeah. in the authentic camp. Yeah, and there's ways to do both. There's certainly ways to do both. And, uh, you know, like you can, I've heard a lot of people describe like, okay, so I'll do there's certain parts of this project or series of projects where, you know, this, this stuff is kind of made to be accessible and I'm thinking about a wider audience. And then there's stuff in there that is just for me and I'm yeah. the only one that's going to notice it. And like, I'm just doing like, yeah, there are projects I do that I just do because I just want to see them exist. Um, yeah. yeah. I also have like some pretty, I mean, in a healthy way, some like pretty, compulsive personality traits like 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 you have to be obsessed i think uh with some things mm. you're you're that way when you transcribe like yeah like you could certainly do a half-assed job and phone it in um mm. but you're gonna you know you're gonna spend that extra time like transcribing things to the nth degree that no one is gonna notice like you're you're gonna try to take something from like ninety nine percent to a hundred percent and spend all that extra time that it would take when almost everybody is gonna know if it's just ninety percent accurate. Yeah, well, yeah, like, and I've, I've had that gonna know. <laughs> I've had that conversation with other transcribers too, where it's just like you know, yeah. in some of these. Eric Moore, you know, uh, playing a drum solo and somebody filmed it on a cell phone. It's like a nightmare. I mean, it's it's like you can't differentiate between the floor tom and the kick. And I mean, he's playing so fast at a, and the angle of the video is like the worst angle because he's like doing crossovers, but it's over like his, the camera's over his left shoulder and he's doing crossovers like on his right side. So you can't even see like what's being hit. So yeah, I mean, my definition of phoning it in is like, it's not possible for me to see what he's actually doing or, you know, like transcribing, <laughs> uh, transcribing the, the Weckle Gad, uh, Cal Yuta solo, um, just Vinny's parts was like, you know, um, you know, finding another video on YouTube that was, that was way better than mine. You know, I mean, not all transcriptions are created equal. Like every, everybody's going to hear things a little different mm -hmm. and, but in the transcribing world, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can hit 100% accuracy. I think I think people people get close, and especially if it's your own piece and you're playing it, and you're videoing it, and you're producing it, and everything like that. But transcribing other people's work, I feel like, is splitting hair sometimes. Yeah. Where it's just like I really I, I heard you know maybe it's dynamics. Well, I really feel like it's mezzo piano. Eh, yeah, I, mean, I disagree. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. I think I think I think it's piano. Okay, well let's you know or this is a decrescendo or this is sped up or this is this should be rubato or this should be whatever you know. I mean, it's a, it's a rabbit yeah. hole, but it's, it's it part of the fun. It takes a certain degree. Yeah. It's fun, right? Like most people sort would of. not find that. Yeah. It's also like scratching an itch that you, uh, I, I don't know if it's just biological or if it's something that's been developed, but you kind of have this yeah, mindset of like, like you're not happy unless it's correct. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've talked about our differing approaches to transcription. So I, you know, I will, I'll often start by like scaffolding out a form. I will go and then find some bars here or there that interest me and start there. I'll, I'll hop around a lot. I will maybe, you know, find a couple of pitches that are sticking out and transcribe those and we'll like gradually piece things in but but jumping around the composition 
all over the place. And I'll, I'll add like articulations and dynamics last. And I've heard you say that you, you know, if you're transcribing 32 bars, you start on measure one and you transcribe it until like it's done with articulations and dynamics and everything is correct. And then you go to measure two and you do the same, same thing. And like, then you arrive at the end and it's done. It's not like you're going back to that's a very different approach. Is that still if, your approach? If you tell me to go dig a hole, <laughs> the hole's not already dug and the dirt's not next to it. You know, like you're, you're, you're the kind of like, that's, that's what I'm thinking of. Like if you're doing a job, you're going to have to start somewhere and finish somewhere. Like, and you have the luxury of being able to do that with music. But m like me, I'm just more of a black and white thinker. I'm like, all right, my shift starts at eight and I get done at, you know, four or six or whatever. Okay, well, I'm going to start at the beginning of, you know, and work out. So I guess, I, I, I don't know, I guess I don't have a very, very good metaphor for this. But um, I, 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 I'll take the video, put it into SoundSlice, mm -hmm. and then I'll do the sync points. Like, I'll, I'll make them yeah. measures. Because then I can, because for me, like, I, I, I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll work on a measure for like 10 minutes and be like, God damn it, this is in 7, 8. This isn't, it. I'm, th I'm hearing it wrong. You know, like if I went da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, you're hearing on the top of the beat, but I'm singing it as a 16th note later. Yeah, yeah. I'm singing it on all e-enda, 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 e-enda. But if I just go da-da-da, 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 da it's like, well, I'm transcribing it wrong, and then you have to go back. Mm -hmm. So for time's sake, I like to have that skeletal structure, and then I'll go back, and I can, and with the animation, you can see how um, the animation actually helps me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, okay, I know he hit seven notes before this next downbeat, and so I'm almost there, and I'll get the measure close, and then I like to go back and be like, okay, I think this is a floor tom and not a kick. Yeah. I don't, I don't add dynamics to my transcriptions like ever, so I, I just do it because it's, it's you know, synced to the video. I actually haven't done one in a while because it's funny, because this moves away from like, or it, it's more moves towards authenticity with me doing the transcriptions less because. Um, one, it's a lot of work. Two, I don't feel like I grow as a player. My ear and my eye get sharper, but my hands don't. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of, you know, I might circle back to it. It's not really all that fun for me either, like to be honest. <laughs> like, like it's it, it's it's cool. Like it's one of those things, like you were saying before. Like it, it, it's it's nice that it's done, and I did it more for me. And it's kind of like you challenge yourself. Hey, can you can you actually do this? But like from a like growth overall growth and mental health standpoint it's not it's not that great yeah. I, I i i would personally rather like and this is what i tried to experiment with the last time i was doing transcriptions just take like a measure or two that i found interesting like to your point before like hey it's a j rod sullivan solo but he played this thing that was really cool and just break down just that fill and okay, let's let's play it at a few different tempos. Let's put the music up and stuff like that. Instead of just a scrolling, you know, twenty bar solo, you just have one measure, and you're like, okay, it's a six stroke roll, starting on the bell of the ride, two ghost notes on the snare, two ghost notes on the on the floor tom, and and, and a kick. Okay, that's the first, and it, here's that 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 you know, and then you you play through it. Is much more interesting and accessible to to an audience than like, okay, that's really cool. Everything went by really fast, and it looked. It looked awesome, you know, visually, but I, I can't pause the Instagram video. Mm -hmm. Some some people don't even know how to read drum music when they're looking at it, so it's just flashing on a screen, like, follow, 
yeah. share, yeah. save. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. It's still it's still really good. So I I, I don't want to I don't want to say that I, I absolutely hate it. You know, because mm-hmm. I, I obviously started doing transcriptions for a reason, and I, I mean I kind of do that for my job now. At right, least right. one of one of my jobs. So there's there's a certain element I still like. It's just bridging the gap between like. Okay, I'm not selling these transcriptions, so I'm definitely not doing it for money. I don't really care about the money side of it. But, like, how am I getting something out of this? Like, mm-hmm. as a musician, like, beyond right. just the the, the skill set of transcribing. Like, how, how, do, how do I transcend the skill set of transcribing and go into, okay, I would like to take elements of your playing and, and ingrain them into my playing and then be able to apply them you know, that, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I can play all these fills or I could learn from all these great players, but how does that translate to my own, the music I'm making, like my band or, um, you know, e- even even fun videos I do, you know, um, where I, it might be a collaboration or it might be something off the wall, you know, how, how can I ingrain that into the other, into the other uh, musical projects? So that's, that's, that's something I've been trying to, trying to figure out and, and wrestling with for probably the last few months at least. Right. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, your interests change, motivations change. Like if you're not, if you're not adapting, if you're not saying, eh, you know what, some time's passed and I've done this and now I want to focus on something different or this doesn't, this doesn't feel as honest anymore. Like, yeah, if you're not evaluating that and doing that on a regular basis, you're not growing. Yeah, it, it's, exactly, exactly. Well, thank you for coming on, man. This was a great conversation. And, this is a blast. And I'm, I'm glad we could uh, we could ha- we could have it. We could we could make the time. So, thanks uh, for having so, me. So again, uh, make sure you follow uh, Eric on Instagram. It is percuss.io, and I believe that's the same um, same YouTube, same Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. On all platforms. Awesome. Great. All right, man. We'll take care. Thanks everybody for listening. See you next time. Thanks everyone. Bye.